Well, amen, amen, amen. Praise the Lord this morning. God bless all of you this morning. I want to welcome you all to the Creating a Prayer Culture for God this morning. Thank the Lord for this Sunday morning. Amen. November the 15th, we're about halfway through the month, and we thank the Lord. If it had not have been for him who was on our side, we wouldn't have made it this far. So we give him praise. We give him glory. We give him honor this morning for bringing us this far. Amen. Trusting, leaning, depending on the Lord this morning by faith. This is a faith walk, y'all, if you haven't figured it out yet. Amen. But we thank God because when we come to him, we believe, we are sure this morning. We rely on him. We depend on him. We hope in him that God is who he say is and he's going to do everything he promised us that he would do. Amen. And we got to take that to the bank, man. Amen. Because God is faithful who promised not a man that he should lie. So we're just so stirred and encouraged and, and just worked up this morning in the Holy Ghost this morning. Just felt like praying after all that chaos I saw going on yesterday in the nation's capital. I've been praying off and on, man, a whole time and just woke up this morning with a heavy burden on my heart. But it wasn't a sad burden. It was really an excited burden. You know, felt something ignited in my spirit. You know that Lord said, well, this is something that you can do. Just pray about it. So I went right on immediately into the gap and began to pray and just carried over right on downstairs, man. And got to him a little spot right here, man. And, and, uh, and, and, and called in and right away, man, the spirit of prayer just kind of took over. And so we, we can do a lot through praying <coughs> about these situations. If we get a chance to have a voice, then we use our voice. But it's, it's, it's never enough prayer being sent, sent up to God. He wants to hear from his people because the scripture says in the second book of Chronicles, chapter seven, verse 14 and 15, he said, if my people that are called by my name would humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then he would hear from heaven and he would forgive our sins and he would heal our land. Nobody on this planet right now can tell me that this land does not need healing and amen. But the healing comes after the forgiveness. And so we have to pray in that order. Step one, step two, and then step three, God will work his word. He'll bring it to pass on our behalf. So I'm just so excited to even be able to have knowledge that there is a such thing called prayer, that we have a venue. You know, I remember coming up as a young man, praying with what all the old folks did, you know, and so I'm so glad that somewhere in my Christian walk that me, my wife, my kids, my family, we all learn the importance of having a prayer life. And that is one of our most potent weapons, amen, against the forces of darkness, to be able to talk to the sovereign God and creator and know that when you take his word and just put it up there and lift it up to him and say, Father, this, this is what you said, he going to do what he said because he watched over that word to perform it. So we are some blessed people this morning. Amen. Sometimes you may have to paraphrase with the word, but sometimes you may have to give it the, the scripture, the book, the, you know, the chapter, the verse. But, you know, as long as God knows where you're coming from, that's the key right there. That's the key. Don't stop praying. Don't stop talking to him. Amen. And don't bombard heaven with the problem. He already knows the problem. Just try to get them answers going. Lord, I, I want to know them answers. I want to know them 
outcomes. Amen. And that's what God wants us to do. Amen. Know what he said. And that's how we're able to accomplish that. But amen. Want to greet all of you out there this morning that are on this morning. Amen. Prayer wars, intercessors, gatekeepers. Watch men and women, amen, you know, intercessors this morning, prayer warriors from all around the world this morning. We know that nobody gets up this early and get on a line and call in this morning, Cashbox Live, unless, man, they believe in the power of prayer. And if you don't, amen, we want to encourage you that this is a creating a prayer culture for God. And we also study the word together and we get to comment on the word, amen, and do special prayer requests. So you're in the right place if you're all about prayer, studying the word, hanging out with some, with some saints of God. Amen. We welcome you from all around the world, our listeners, other countries, wherever you might be chiming in from this morning, please feel welcome. We welcome our clergy out there this morning. By no means do we call ourselves Bible scholars and we're not know all, you know, we, we just love God. We, we just know how to read his word and study his word and Thank God the Holy Ghost helps us to teach his word. Amen. But Jesus told us we're his kinsmen when we hear the word of God, his father, and when we do it. And so we can't do it unless we hear it. You won't be able to do it unless you hear it. And so hearing is, is faith cometh by hearing. And without faith, we know you can't please God. So you're going to hear us talk a lot about the word of God. Amen. Because it's the word of God that produces faith. Amen. And without faith faith, you cannot please God. So that's what the word does for us. It gives us faith. Amen. And so we thank the Lord this morning. Amen. For all of you, let's pray and get into this word this morning. I'm just so excited about what the Lord is doing in our midst. I know there's a lot of things going on right now with this election transition to power and all of that. We got a big election coming up here up in Georgia, the counting votes and all of that. But we know today that the Biden-Harris ticket have been declared the winners. Amen. And so presumptive winners. And we're going to go with that. Amen. We believe that the will of God has been done. It's going to continue to be done. He take one down, raise one up. You know, that's God, you know. And so we're just giving God praise that his will will continue to be done in our government. Amen. Because it's not their government. It's the it's government of the people, by the people, for the people. But all all of it belongs to God, you know, and so we give God the praise. Amen. So let's pray. Abba, Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day, Lord, our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is your kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Now, Holy Ghost, have your way. Touch speak this morning. Amen. Bring revelation knowledge to us this morning. Help us this morning to explore the claims of Jesus Christ and help us to walk away today believing those claims because the word of God is true. Amen. Whatever he says, it is coming from one who says he's the way, the truth, and the life. And so help us to be able to embrace that truth and to believe that truth and build our lives on that truth and not doubt that truth. While you have a whole world out there that is doubting the claims of Jesus as it was in that day. But Today, we choose to believe that he is who he say he is and he would do what he said he would do. Praying this be the same for all of those hearers out there that hear the word today, that they will receive this word and believe this word and know that this is God's voice speaking to them and God's word will not come back void. It's going to do what he pleased in the purpose for which he sent it. It is the truth. And so, Father, we thank and praise you now that we're all going to be sanctified by that word because thy word is truth. We give you praise for it now in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All right, then, well, we want to go quickly to the book of John this morning, chapter 5, pick up at verse 42 and try to get on through this this morning. I'm so excited 
Amen. Uh, we got a Veterans Day service coming up at 11 this morning. Amen. After praise and worship at 1030. Uh, my my son-in-law and I are going to be bringing a word today, bring dressed up in our uniforms. Amen. So y'all call your veteran family members, invite them to come on and hear what thus say the Lord. Uh, we're looking forward to that. Amen. Thought I put that plug in before I forget it. But let's go right here. Want to talk? We've been talking about the revelations of Jesus Christ. You know, the revelation of all of those who rejected His claims. Uh, thank God that we're not in that category. Amen. But uh, one of the topics under that subtopic I want to talk a little bit about this morning is that you know this is a revelation that just kind of came to me, stemmed off of. Uh, off of the the rejection of the claims was this is that it's amazing this is a revelation to me it's amazing how jesus christ can read the heart of men a lot of people don't understand that you know because we look at jesus the way we look at people but jesus is an ex in an, in an, is an exceptional son of god he's an exceptional son of man he was different than anybody else and he probably was the only one at the time, while they're uh, doubting or rejecting his claims, that even before they got to that point and expressed how, how, how they, how they uh, was in disgust and how they rejected what he was saying, uh, accused him of blasphemy and all of that, he actually read their hearts. He read their minds. It's amazing. And we have to get this revelation right here because... We, we can't fool God. You can't trick God. You can't manipulate him. You can't lie to him. You have to be honest with God. You have to be transparent with God because he knows everything anyway, anyway, you know. And this is the kind of relationship that he desires with his people, not one where you always rejecting what he says, but one where you where you just accept him as who he says he is. He says, I'm the son of God. I'm the light of the world. I'm the great I am. I am that I am. Whatever I say I am, that's who I am. And so he, he, it's amazing how he can read folks' mind, read the heart of people. Amen. So let's jump in here, man, and, and deal with that this morning for, for a few minutes. Amen. It says in the verse 42 of the book of John, chapter 5 of the King James Bible, it says, But I know you, <laughs> that ye have not the love of God in you. It is amazing how Jesus Christ can read the hearts of men and women. Nobody, and I mean nobody, gets anything by him. This is why many folks stay away from the teaching and preaching about the revelations and claims of Jesus Christ. It exposes them for who they are, for the hypocrites they are sometimes. Uh, this is why so many deny and reject him and his teachings and his preachings. For them, it's safer to do that. Nobody wants to be exposed. But hey, you know what? If Jesus exposes something in me, I know he's not trying to hurt me. He's trying to help me. Amen. Amen. Because that's the kind of God he is. He said, I'm a very present help in the time of trouble. Book of Psalm chapter 46. You know, he's not trying to destroy us. He's trying to help us. And sometimes exposing the lie, exposing the hypocrisy is the best way and the best opportunity to give you a chance to change, to repent and come out of darkness. But sometimes people want to continue to try to lie their way through, you know, only to get exposed even the more. Amen. This is why so many people deny and reject him and his teachings and his preaching. It's because their deeds are evil. That stuff they do in the dark that is soon to come to light. You know, that's why they do it, because their deeds are evil. They want to stay as far away from the truth as they can. And so they smother the people with a lot of tradition. 
you know, a lot of sound good, but it ain't really that good, you know, you know, working on itching ears, you know, toss to and fro with everywhere in the doctrine, just telling people what they want to hear, you know, because their deeds are evil. That's why they don't want to deal with the truth. Why? Because Jesus Christ can and he have and he will read your mail and your heart. Jesus Christ knows the secrets of every heart. I hope y'all heard that. He knows the secrets of every heart, every heart. I don't care how much education you got, how much money you have, where you live. It doesn't matter. He has the ability to read our mail. He knows the secrets of every heart. Yet we reject his claims to protect our own selves or those of them who have deceived us and lied to us. It's amazing sometimes how people want to just... Um, you, you, you know, you, you show them the word and it's in disagreement with what they've been taught for 140 years in a certain church somewhere, a certain tradition somewhere. And they've never really confirmed anything by the word. They just go around and saying, well, my so-and-so said, or my bishop said, or my apostle, or my prophet said, or I got this word here at the conference and oh, you can't tell me. But then when you go to the word and you can't confirm it and back it up with the word, man, they mad. They mad, you know, and you show it to them in the word, which is where they should have looked to begin with. You can't just run off and start believing everything somebody tell you. You ought to demand some proof. That's why I love what Pastor Sharon taught a few weeks back. She said, look, you ought to start with the word, stay with the word, and end with the word, finish with the word. You can never go wrong if you follow that, that model right there. Always start. Don't just take what people tell you. you. Even when we preaching and teaching right now, if I don't give you the chapter, the book, and the in the verse, and the in the in the translation I'm using, I am dead wrong. I'm a teacher of the gospel. I don't add nothing to it. I don't take nothing from it. And I pray and hope that that's the same thing all of us do when we teaching you. You know, that's our goal. That's our standard. We want to make sure when you go check us out, we tell you where to go. You know. And so this is what I love about Jesus, man. You know, yet uh, we people reject his claims to protect uh, those who they have followed all these years and put them on pedestals. And, you know, they, they want to believe them. They want to make them make them be in the book when they're not in the book. You know, and, I'm, and some not all of them. There's some out there that that will occasionally read the scriptures. Amen. Whether they know how to explain it to you, and, you know, understand what they're telling you. But some of them do. But there's some out there, man, just wing it, just tell you anything because they know how naive people are. You know, people just fascinated by being in the church, you know, and they think that's it. You know, and they think they're going to work their way to heaven. But now you need the word. Amen. Just like he says in the book of Proverbs, chapter 15, verse 11, the King James Bible, he said, hell and destruction are before the Lord. How much more than the hearts of the children of men? He's telling you right there. The Lord already knows what's in the heart. It's, he, he told us in the book of Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 9, he know the heart is desperately wicked above all things. That's why he's trying to change our hearts. How did he change our hearts? By renewing our minds. You know, because once my mind gets renewed and I get the thoughts of God coming and my thoughts coming into agreement, guess what happens? Now I can hide that in my heart because people, most of the time, the things they love, they hide in their heart so they don't sin against God. And so what am I saying? We ought to love the word of God. That's good news. I ought to always want to keep my heart full of good news. Because the Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, your mouth going to speak. But if you ain't got nothing in there, man, but bad stuff, junk, you know, all those ill feelings, what somebody did to you, how they treated you, provoked you and all of that, you know, then you're going to you're going to miss God. You know, but look at what he says. Hell and destruction are before the Lord. God, why? God looks at the heart. 
God skips the outside. He looks at the heart and he says, hell and destruction is in your heart if my word ain't in there. If my word is not in your heart, hell and destruction is there. That means you will do anything to destroy yourself and anybody else. You don't have no ability to do nothing else because you don't have the word of God in there. That's why David said, I hide, I hide that word in my heart that I sin not against you. David knew how ruthless he was, but as he began to hide the word of God in his heart, being a man after God's own heart, how can you be a man after God's own heart and not have the word of God in your heart? David figured that out. That's why he came back and said, I hide that word in my heart that I don't sin against you. He knew the deal. He knew the deal. He knew on the outside he looked like a king, but on the inside he wanted Bathsheba. He had that lust in there. He had Uriah killed. You know, he paid a price. But he said, Lord, whatever you do, don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Create in me a clean heart and new within me a right and a steadfast spirit. You know, he knew, man, how God looked at that heart. He knew that hell and destruction was before the Lord in that heart. And then we go on to see here in the book of Jeremiah chapter 20, verse 12 of the King James Bible. He said, but, O Lord of hosts, that trieth the righteous and seeth the ruins of the reins and the heart, let me see thy vengeance on them. For unto thee have I opened my cause. Now you understand Jeremiah is a prophet here. And he's prophesying because nobody likes Jeremiah. You know why they didn't like that prophet? You know why they wanted to kill that prophet? He reading their mail. God is using this prophet, man, to reveal the evil heart of the people. And Jeremiah got to prophesy to these people. Jeremiah's life is hanging in the balance. But see, when you know God has called you from your mother's womb, because he found this out. Immediately, he stopped thinking about wanting to throw the towel in. And he started thinking about, man, you know what I'm saying? How, how am I going to be able to please God? He hurried up and changed his mind. God read his mail. He knew what was in his heart. He had to tell him, hold up, Jeremiah. I, I called you in your mother's womb. What do you mean you ready to throw in the towel? You can't quit. You know, just because a threat came and somebody said that somebody was going to hurt you and harm you, you work for me, you know. You work for me. I got your back. You in my hand. Nobody can pluck you out. All these emotions and feelings that are coming into your heart. No. But look at what happened. In Jeremiah chapter 15, verse 16, right then and there, he said, I found that word, and I did eat your word. And your word became a joy and a rejoicing to me. He got it in his heart, and it changed everything. He went from ready to throw the towel in, man, boom. God read his mail, read his heart, told him, no, you can't go there. You work for me. I called you from your mother's womb. And that's the plight of a lot of us sometimes. You know, we map out our careers. We got things we want to do. We make plans. And then all of a sudden, something inter interrupts that. That's what happened to me. I didn't plan to do this right here, Pat Sheriff. This wasn't our plan. We had other plans how we want to spend our lives. But God had to take us around the world, mix some things up, man, take some things away from us, man, move us away from some things, separate us, and bam! Look at what we're doing now, man. Because, see, he knew what was in our hearts, what we wanted to do wasn't what he wanted us to do. And eventually, we got in our hearts what he wanted us to do, and that's what we started doing. And here we are now still doing it. Why? It's in our hearts. It's the love of God has got to be in your heart. Why? God reads your mail anyway. You know, and now that we know that, see, we can't go against him. 
Because we know he knows. We, we have to guard ourselves against all those old feelings, all those who want to give up, those old downtrodden attitudes. No, 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 no. That's why I tell people you cannot kill a dead man. You can't offend me. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. You can make me angry, but it's not going to be, you're not going to cause me to sin. Mm. I'm going to let you know that you made me angry, but I still love you and I'm praying for you. Mm. You ain't finna make me sin against you. I'm going to pray for you. Ask God to forgive you. You know, because I know you don't know what you're doing if you come against a man and woman of God. Mm. You know, that's on you. You have to deal with God anyway because he already told you, touch not my anointing, do my prophets no harm. Mm. So that's up to you. So we can't hide nothing from Jesus when he knows our every thought. The book of Matthew chapter 12, verse 25, the King James Bible says it this way. And Jesus knew their thoughts and said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation and every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. Man, I hope somebody hearing me out there right now has got some unrest in your house. You know, your wife and you and spouse and husband can't get along. You know, you need to work toward getting rid of that spirit of division, especially if you saints of God, especially if you, you call yourself Christian. You need to work real hard. Pray real hard. God, remove this division. Take away these things that cause us to be divided against ourselves because you're missing out, man, on some levels of blessings and provisions that God has got for you just because of that division. And it, it, it comes all the way down to your house, the church house, the state house, the government house, the White House. You know, any level of division. God is totally against division of any level, any type, in marriage, out of marriage. It doesn't matter. Friendship, any relationship. He wants to see unity. The Bible says over in the book of Psalms, chapter 133, verse 3, the King James Bible, he says, when God sees that unity and it looks like that oil that ran down on Aaron's beard down to the hem of his garment. In other words, he wanted to run down on every place underneath that priesthood, you know. You know, when you think symbolically, he wanted he wanted that unity to, to be like that oil to just keep running down. You know, when you get a liquid running, long as you don't stop it, it's going to cover a whole lot of territory. And that's what God want unity to do. He wanted to just run down. You know why? He want to command some blessings, even life forevermore. God don't want us fighting out here in the street, stabbing folks, man, over some poison Kool-Aid. We done drink some influence that ain't of God. God doesn't want that. He wants unity. He wants us walking together, man, in unity, harmony, spiritual harmony, harmony, peace, goodwill, <clears throat> you know, toward each other. That's where he's going to command the blessing, even life forevermore. And people got to figure out you can't your house always going to be divided if God don't build it. If that's not the foundation it says that in the book of Psalm, chapter 127, verse one through three, except the Lord build the house. All that labor is in vain. I don't care what they do up there in D.C., man, and try to say this didn't happen, that didn't happen. Except the Lord build the house. I don't care who we vote in office. If they don't acknowledge God, if that's not the foundation, if those principles are not intact, we say this is what the country was founded on. Even if we get Democrats in there, it's still not going to they're still not going to be able to govern correctly. Somebody, and I keep hearing them acknowledging God. I heard Mr. Biden acknowledging God. I pray and hope he keep acknowledging him because that's the key right there. That's the foundation. You can govern if you don't leave God out. But if you leave God out, you, you can't build no house without God. I don't care what kind of house it is. The government is still on his shoulders, mm. you know. 
And so in the book of uh, Matthew chapter 22, verse 18, the King James Bible, as we kind of move on here, it says, but Jesus perceived their wickedness and said, why tempt ye me, ye hypocrites? I text somebody yesterday, somebody asking me a question about why I thought this and why I said this. I said, because it's hypocrisy. You know, scripture calls it hypocrisy. I just repeated what the scripture said. And they want to know where. So I sent them the scripture. You know, don't, don't, don't challenge me as a preacher and you ain't did your homework. I don't just say stuff. I back it up with the word. I sent the word. You know, go by the word. Don't get mad at me. Go by the word. I'm going by the word. The word called them hypocrites. Say one thing, do something else. You know, that's what Jesus said, you know. The book of Mark, chapter 2, verse 8, King James Bible, he says, And immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they so reasoned within themselves, he said unto them, Why reason ye these things in your hearts? Just fess up. Just fess up. God know everything. He reads your mail. He, you can't hide nothing from him. When you come to Jesus, you got to drop all that agenda. And you got to believe that he who he say he is. <coughs> he already knew our thoughts are far. He knows the intent. He knows everything. And his word is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart of man anyway. Mm -hmm. So don't come trying to perpetrate no fraud with God. He know everything. You know, all these here big name folks out there think they know more than God. Don't, don't be running them folks because they got a little title. They got a big mega ministry and all that. You know, you got people set up in the mega ministries, man, by the thousands that are unsaved. Because they ain't heard the truth. They don't understand just because man reads your mail, that ain't God reading your mail. Man be speculating and guessing because y'all be done told him everything anyway. Done told him all your secrets. Uh -huh. But see, when God reads your mail, that's a totally another level. When God discerns some things and, and, and point them out to you, that's why people stay away from the word. They can handle it easy when they go to a man and, 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 and all that boo-hoo crying at the altar and bending all over and, oh, you know, and all that because they telling you stuff, man, you in sin and all that. They may have been the one you were sinning with last night and all that carrying on. But see, you got to repent to God, not to man, not to your bishop, not to your apostle, not to your prophet. You repent to God and you don't need to go up in the building to do that. You can do that right at your house. Lord, I sinned against you. I ask you to forgive me. Because when I sin, it's against you only that I sin and do this evil in your sight. So let's go a little further here. We got, we, as we get ready to close, over in the book of um, Luke chapter 6, verse 8, the King James Bible says, But he knew their thoughts and said unto, and said unto the man which had the withered hand, Rise up and stand forth in the midst. And he arose and stood forth. Now look at Jesus, you know. Jesus know what the problem is with this man with at hand. But I love this about Jesus. Jesus looked beyond this man's problem. Okay. And discerned what this man needed. You know, this, he knew why this man had come there. He, he probably knew that this man was, had a lot to do with why his hand was with it. But Jesus didn't, didn't, didn't look at the man's fault. He looked at the man's need. You know, looked at the man's need. And he took care of his need. You know, probably, probably the conversation afterwards, he told him to go sin no more. You know, most of the time when Jesus healed, isn't that what he did? Healed him and told him not go and sin no more. Because he was looking at the relationship between their problem and sin. Most of the time, problems come because of somebody else's sin or your own individual sin. 
You know, there are there are corporate sins out here going on in this country right now. And if you go out here, man, and support this ideology and that ideology, whatever the whatever the consequences are, you're going to be a partaker of that. That's why you got to choose wisely. You got to be wise as a serpent. Don't just run out here because somebody says a good cause. You better be able to discern right and wrong and make well-informed decisions. This is why the counsel of the word is so important. I know that person who got stabbed yesterday did not go out there to get stabbed. But whoever it was, they decided to be out there and they got caught up. Now they're laying up in the hospital intensive care and they're probably wishing I probably wouldn't should have re reconsidered this. That's why the Bible said we need to let a man sit down and weigh the cost before he make a decision. It's dangerous out there right now. You need to be wise as serpents, you know. And God is reading our mail and telling us this, you know. And we got to go by that counsel. Okay, two more scriptures and I'm finished for this morning. He says, but he knowing their thoughts, this is in the book of Luke chapter 11, verse 17, the King James Bible. But he knowing their thoughts said unto them, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation and a house divided against itself, that house falleth. Okay, again, you see he's re-echoing this point with Matthew, Luke, Mark. You know, it's the same message because they all dealing with different crowds of people that's coming to Jesus. And he telling all of them to tell them the same thing. Don't change the message. Don't try to stroke people. Don't try to enable people. Don't try to tell people what they want to hear. Don't change the message because you're trying to keep a crowd and keep them coming back. You got to tell them the truth. That's what Jesus is about. In the book of Luke chapter 16, verse 15, the King James Bible, he says this. And he said unto them, ye are they which justify yourselves before men. That ain't God. You can get justified lie before men all you want to. But unless your integrity get by God, you ain't accomplished nothing before men, but God knoweth your hearts. For that which is highly esteemed among men is abomination in the sight of God. Notice that precept. He said, just because men talk high about it, men blow it up and talk how so wonderful about it and give you all them accolades and pat you on your back about how wonderful you are and all of that, how well you dressed and all what you drive and all that. He said, that's an abomination in the sight of God. And too many people value your worth based on what you drive, what you wear, what you eat, where you stay, where you work. And the Lord said, that stuff don't impress me. I know what's in your heart. I look beyond the stain on the outside and I see the stain on the inside of your cup. And that needs to be addressed. That's where you divided at. What you have on the outside and what you have on the inside ain't got nothing in common. Okay. So that's what he's talking about. Look, he calls it an abomination. You know, he calls it an abomination. Uh, the book of John chapter 2, verse 25, the King James Bible says this, and needed not that any should testify of man, for he knew what was in man. And he knows it today. Nothing can get by God. He's all knowing. Father, we thank you. We praise you this morning, Lord God, for your word. Lord God, we know you know what's in the heart of man. You know every thought, God, afar. You know every hair on our head. And there are those, Lord God, right now that we're praying for and believing for, even as we pray and believe for ourselves, our brothers and sisters, the saints that are on this line. Lord God, that there is only one way, God, that we should approach you, and that is in transparency and integrity, knowing that any sin that is in our lives, God, it's not just against man, but it's against you, God. All sin is against you. 
And so we ask you this morning in the name of Jesus that you search every heart that's under the sound of my voice this morning and got anything in there that you did not plant that needs to be revealed, needs to be dealt with. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that we let it go right now, that we ask you to remove it, take it away, create in us a clean heart and renew within us a right and a steadfast spirit so that we might be truly, God, about the Father's business. We thank and praise you right now, Lord God, for consuming everything that is in us that's not of God. And we thank you, Lord God, that it's not just consumed, but you replace it with the truth, that we may be able to build our case on the truth, stand on the truth, God, deal in the truth, God, speak the truth, and hide that truth in our hearts, that wisdom in our innermost being, that when we open up our mouth, that out of the abundance of our heart, when we speak, we're not speaking abominable things, but God, we're speaking, Lord God, destiny to situation. We're speaking life to situation and we're speaking death to things that need to die oh we give you praise we give you glory we give you honor this morning we're praying right now that the lost who have heard this word today that god this word has spoken to them and possibly freed some of them right now that are bound by the lies the deception lord god the doctrines that have been taught that have been said false teaching false preaching we bind right now and cast those teachings away and out call them out cast them down this morning in the name of jesus that have deceived many lord god and so, Father, we pray for their deliverance this morning, that they've heard the truth and that truth has made them free this morning. We're praying for the backsliders that they've heard, Lord, that Jesus is married to the backsliders in the book of Jeremiah, chapter three, verse 15. God, even as you've given pastors after their own heart, after your own heart, we just thank you this morning and we praise you this morning, Lord, that some are being delivered right now, God, from abominable, abominable things, oh God, abominable lifestyles, oh God. We thank you this morning. We praise you this morning that prodigal sons and daughters are coming to their right mind. They're making intelligent decisions right now that I was wrong and they're returning back to their first love because Holy Ghost, you are convicting them with the truth right now. Father, we are praying right now in the name of Jesus, those who are bound by all kind of phobia that leads to hate and retaliation and frustration and oppression and depression, they're being delivered right now because the truth has gone out and it will not return void till they do what you please and the purpose of which you sent it. Diseases are being healed right now. Eyes are being opened right now. Ears are being unstopped right now. And the word of the Lord is going forth in the earth right now, God, on the wings of the spirit right now. Holy Ghost, you are convicting hearts right now in the pulpits, in the parking lots, in the pews right now in the name of Jesus. Preachers are beginning to examine the scriptures and they're going to preach the truth in this hour. God, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. Thank you for delivering us from the tradition of men. Thank you for delivering us, Lord God, from philosophy, Lord, and enticing words and excellency of speech. And God, replacing it with the truth, oh God. Your word is the truth. Thank you for sanctifying all those that are under my voice today. Sanctifying them with thy word because thy word is truth, God. And so, Father, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. There's nothing we can hide from you. You're all-knowing, all-present, all-powerful, and you're all-benevolent. Oh, we look to you this morning in humility, not humiliation. We thank you, Lord God, because you have given us the truth. Jesus, you are the truth, the way, and the life. No one of, of us can come to the Father except by you. And we're praying in the name of Jesus. All those out there today that have heard this word, they're coming to that reality right now, that Jesus, you will read our mail. You know everything, every thought. Nothing can be hidden from you. And so we're asking to expose it right now so that men and women, oh God, will know they've been exposed and they'll repent quickly and come to Jesus just as they are, God. We give you praise for it now in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All right, then. Well, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We are finished right there. Amen. We're going to bring on Pastor Sharon. Amen. She can share her thoughts with you all, her comments. Amen.